What is up, guys? This is Steve with Speed Kings, and this is our first podcast episode of Shooting the Shit. If you recall, we did a few video YouTube episodes of this a few years back uh, with Mr. Jeff Holt, um, who will be coming back on the podcast scenario of this uh, to have some fun eventually. But we're going to be doing this uh, with other people now and just talking about whatever, really. Um, Today's topic, just to kind of get things started, I get this question a lot, and it's uh, how I got started on doing what I'm doing. Um, with Speed Kings and motorcycle parts and building whatever you call these bikes that I put together. I don't know if you call them building or just master assembler. Um, But basically just having fun and getting to do stupid shit and, uh, you know, not having to work for the man, I guess you can call it. Um, It's been a long story, a long journey. Uh, It doesn't happen overnight, I'll tell you that. Um, I started doing this... mm, Somewhere around 2012, 2013, dicking around in a garage building old chopper bikes. I had a 1969 Ironhead Sportster bike that I bought. Uh, I was going through a fairly shitty divorce, shitty to me at least. Um, didn't really have much. I had a shitty job making about 12 bucks an hour. Uh, didn't have really anywhere to live I, I, at that point. I mean, uh, nowhere stable at least. I was I was renting a room. You know, I, I stole area of the garage to, to fuck around in. I basically bought that bike to kind of keep my mind off of what was going on in, in my normal day-to-day. So kind of kept me... Uh, for one, it kept me sober. I quit drinking. I quit every. I was, I was smoking a shit ton of cigarettes and chewing a hell of a lot of tobacco at that time. But I, I quit drinking. I quit doing anything like that just to keep my mind in a better place, I guess you could say, going through a, a shitty time in life. Um, so that bike, I really just kept me going. It, it, I, I would just scrounge for money to buy parts, and I had, uh, you know, a little, barely any tools. I would borrow tools from people. I, I remember one of my buddies helped buy me a, um, one of those Harbor Freight motorcycle jacks, um, and I got to pay him, like, payments to get it. So that way I had something to, I guess, work on, get the bike in the air because I was hardtailing it and, and whatnot. But, uh started with that and, and with that I've always kind of had a manufacturing background so I've always done stuff where we're making parts for other companies other people other whatever it may be you know, out of metal uh, mostly sheet metal and things like that so I designed a little part and started selling that one little part it's a little CV carb choke tab mount and uh kind of did that and messed around with like chopper uh, headlights and chopper taillights and just dumb shit would set up at the SoCal cycle swap meet and my um badass I mean badass I I tell you right now it was badass it was a PT cruiser I had a 2004 PT cruiser or better known as the PT loser but uh I had that and that that's what I did and I and I would go there and I would try to take my money and make it more money and buy parts and sell parts and buy the parts that I needed so I can keep going on my project, I guess. And that's kind of where the, I guess, the hustle of motorcycles got started. Um, Fast forward a few years of dicking around with that kind of stuff and dicking around with old bikes and getting kind of tired of old bikes, uh, at least having only old bikes. Um, 
I ended up selling that and I bought uh, my Dyna. Actually, the Dyna I still have today, my orange one, but it wasn't orange, it was black then. Um, and I had no plans really to uh, to do what we do today or build the kind of bikes we build today. And, and I just kind of had this plan to turn that into a modified, like newer style shovel head type bike and have something a little bit more reliable than what I had had at that time. Um, but my friend, good friend Tony over at Landspeed said, hold on, before you do that, ride my Dyna. And his Dyna was kind of a, you know, this is, I don't know, maybe 2015 now. Um, his Dyna was kind of like clubbed out a little bit with the, you know, just standard stuff. Um, and I was like, okay, let me ride it. And I, I remember I was gone for like an hour and he was mad. He called me, where the fuck are you? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm out here at Cook's Corner. I was, I'm getting gas. I'll fill it. I'm filling it up for you. Hey, hey you can fucking get back. I got to leave. It was, uh, I was like, oh, just, just leave. I'll leave it in your front yard. But that kind of got me going on this style of bikes. I was like, man, this this reminded me of riding a dirt bike again. And I, I grew up riding dirt bikes. Not that I was very successful at it or anything, but I did love it. And uh, so I kind of went back to that. And then, then I set my bike up that way and, you know, kind of just started chipping away at that and doing the same kind of deal I was doing with choppers, but with uh, new stuff. And moving forward and moving forward and moving forward. And it's always... You know, for, for me, it was always taking whatever I could make off one thing and snowballing effect and, and kind of keep rolling it over and rolling it over and rolling it over to see how far it'll go. Uh, at that time, I mean, if you would have told me I'd be doing this right now, recording fucking podcasts in, in, my, in, in my shop that, you know, we have our own shop and employees and whatnot, I'd been like, yeah, right. But yeah, here we are. I don't know how we got here. And sometimes I wonder, you know what the fuck is really going on but yeah here we are and uh you know now we get to just play with motorcycles all fucking day long for the most part and you know help people figure out what parts they need for their bike and and learn about all the parts and that's kind of like what i really love to do is learn about all the parts i like to make sure that i'm knowledgeable in everything that we do and all these parts because there's so many and there's so many parts out there that people will be like oh yeah it's the best and really it's just junk but you know, that's where I kind of like try to help people and make sure they're spending their money wisely and not just sell people shit they don't fucking need like a lot of people. So I don't know. I, I guess some time, some honesty still out there. But um, yeah, I mean, from there, I just kind of kept going and going and going and, and re feeling, figuring out how I could keep moving forward and start new and start new and I mean I think at that point we started designing our own handlebars our, our straight blade bar and our pullback bar um, we were at that point now selling um, our own lighting and things like that and we just kind of I just kept going with it I was working a full-time job at a, I was used to be a production manager at a sheet metal spot in Anaheim um, I was working there, you know, 50, 60, 70 hours a week, uh, every week. And just really, I would come home and I would just focus on this though, and focus on this and focus on this. And this is all I would do. And uh, I'd probably drink a lot, but, um, this was like, you know, I, it was fun. It still is fun. I, I'm lucky. Uh, I mean, I'm, I, I don't like to say I'm lucky cause it's not luck. I didn't get lucky. I don't have a trust fund. I don't have family money. I don't have anything. I have what I've worked for and I have all this stuff here and that I work hard for and work hard to have. But um, 
I guess I'm lucky in the sense that I have work ethic and I wanted to sit down and I wanted to do something different. I was always that guy that I felt, I mean, I'm not a stupid fella. I think I'm a pretty smart guy for the most part. I have common sense, which right there puts me, you know, probably in the upper 80 percentile. Um, if that's even how you use those words, cause I'm not sure on that. So that's how smart I am. But, um, you know, I never could find a job that I enjoyed. I fucking hated every job I've ever had for the most part. Um, I had one job I liked for a while. I used to do IT work in a, at a place. And that actually was pretty fun. I mean, I like computers and I like fucking around computers and I got to fucking around computers all day long. And But it really was, you know, I had to dress up in a business attire and like fucking button up long sleeve shirts because I didn't want my tattoos to show too much. And just, yeah, I don't know, it really wasn't me at the end of the day. Um, but otherwise, I fucking hated every job I've ever had. It was just shit. So, you know, I'd apply at motorcycle places and, you know, I've had an interview at Vance and Hines and shit like that and just never really landed the job for not enough experience or, you know, they, the, the, what they needed for that position. I just couldn't pull it off, you know, and, you know, I'm not going to lie and get fired. So, um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I was like, I'm just going to keep doing what I do. It, it was at one point it was like a side hustle, I guess you can say. It was like, you know, it kept me um, in the involved in the industry which i always like you know whatever i'm into i like to be involved in it so i'm you know i love being involved in the motorcycle industry going to shows going to events and and helping out at events and doing stuff like that um and so it kept me there and then it also it uh you know it put extra money in my pocket to do fun stuff to my bike so it was real cool but then at one point i i just was like i'm gonna fucking do this and I really took it seriously and I really just started to keep going and I'm like trying to figure out what we can do to keep moving forward. And that's, you know, a struggle today. And it's still every day, it's still you got to figure out what you can do to keep moving forward. Um, every day we have more and more, uh, you know, you can say competition, but more and more people trying, you know, doing the same thing or you know, just opening shops and, you know, having their own drag accounts or one of their own accounts to get the same parts that we sell. So every day you have somebody out there, you know, and, and not that, um, it's, uh, saying it in a bad way. I mean, there's, you know, I, I wish success on everybody, but it is always something for us to be pushing forward towards and trying to figure out what we're going to do next. Um, for us right now, our product line is what we're going to be doing next. And if you've paid attention, a lot of us, we've been, you know, we just released our own handlebar risers last month in uh, December along with our own riser handlebars, three different bends. Um, you know, last year we released a lot of new stuff in our, you know, of our own product that we're having made here in, in the United States. Um, hard parts that, you know, and we're going to keep continuing with that. We have some new stuff we're working on and we will continue to keep working on things like that. So that's like our next step for us. But... I keep kind of getting off what we're talking about here to begin with, but it's really kind of all together. I mean, you, it's just that push forward that I kept doing uh, to see, I guess, where it would go. I guess one of the uh, big things was for me, like basically like a video game to like level up each time. And, I, and every time we started doing something that, you know, and we succeed at it, it felt like we were leveling up. And we continue, I continue that same kind of mentality today. Um, there's plenty of times where you fucking level down, but you just gotta keep going forward and, and keep working towards that goal. Um, and I think that's really where I got my start. Um, I mean, you fast forward a little bit of hard work and, and you know, bullshit, 
and it just kind of got to that point where I was just like, man, I fucking think I can do this like full fucking time. And, um, I was just so burned out, uh, from being at my spot that, um, I was like, fuck, you know what? At that point, my, my, my now wife, but at that point she was my, uh, my girlfriend, my, we were living together. She had lost her job. We were, um, she was, uh, she worked at Oakley for a long time. She had lost her job because Oakley, uh, they sold Oakley. Um, and so she, uh, she was actually like, um, do, started doing shipping and receiving for us, uh, while I was at my normal job all day long and doing that kind of stuff and just running to the post office and shit. And I'm just like, man, fuck, I think we can do this. You know, I really think we can fucking do this. And... Uh, we didn't have any money saved up and, uh, we didn't have really anything to go off of. It was just, um, you know, the will and the want, I guess. So, uh, a friend of mine helped me, uh, like we had to have, I mean, this is how great everything is in my life. We had to have three co-signers on our building, our first building, you know, some, a friend of mine helped sign with, along with me and my wife and we got ourselves into a building and we moved from Fullerton over here to Riverside, our houses and everything. And, uh, I fucking walked in and I, I just, I quit my fucking job and I was like, fuck, I'm done. I handed the boss the key. I didn't like the boss at all. I handed him the fucking keys and I said, I'm I'm done. But that kind of comes along with me talking to Mr. fucking Rusty Butcher, Mark, and saying, man, I fucking hate working. He said, quit your fucking job. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Quit my fucking job. Quit your fucking job and do this. And I'm like, huh, all right. I don't know why. I mean, I, fuck, I don't know why, whatever, um, you know, think I could do this or, or uh, you know, do quit my fucking job to do this. Um, that's a crazy, that's fucking crazy, right? And I don't know what the fuck happened now that I really think about it. I don't, what the fuck? I quit my fucking job, but I quit my job. I literally walked in and I quit my job. I didn't have any fucking money saved up. I mean, we had to move and everything. I mean, literally I quit my job. We moved two days later. We moved and we opened up the shop at the same fucking time. It was just chaos. It's stressful as fuck. Um, but, you know, it, it got me, I guess, it, it, like he said then, it's going to light a fire under your ass. And it, and it really did. And it really, I mean, has. And, you know, um, just kind of keeps moving me forward. But so I quit my job. We opened up a shop out here in Riverside. Um, and we started doing this full time. Uh, my wife, you know, works with me. Um, she does all the shipping and receiving still today. Um, and... I'm here doing nothing most of the time, but some stuff, but like pretending, taking pictures mostly and putting them on Instagram and like pretending I'm busy uh, just so I don't have to do anything else. And then, uh, you know, we have our guy Dylan, who if you've called recently in the last few months, he handles all the customer service and answers emails and all that fun stuff. So um, right now there's three of us here full time working, trying to make the best thing we can make here and to provide the best parts that we can provide and do our research and really bring some value to what we're doing here. But that's, I guess, I mean, a long 15 minute rant of how I got started for the most part. I mean, I'm sure there's stuff I missed in there. Um, you know, I guess the weird, the weird thing I think to have people in your corner that believe in you and they don't 
necessarily know you very well, but they believe in what you're doing and they believe in you and they kind of push you. Um, you know, I have that. I have some people like that in my corner that maybe I've only known for a few years. They run successful businesses. Um, and they believe in what we're doing and what we're capable of. And, and, and I think at the end of the day, I work hard every day to make sure I don't let those people down. Because um, at the end of the day, for me, it wasn't the, uh, the fear of doing it more or less, which is crazy because I would have never, I don't know where this came from or where my brain changed at one point, but I would never have just quit my fucking job. But I got more scared from thinking about not trying and what if it could have succeeded than to, to just stay where I was at in life. So that was a giant fear for me. Um, I always say if we get to do this for five or ten years and fuck off and play with motorcycles and, and then we got to get jobs again, I mean, fuck it, whatever. At least we got to do that for five or ten years. And how fun was it? So, you know, here we are. This is uh, this February coming up, right? I mean, today's what? I mean, almost February, but we're at ER today. I'm recording. It's January 29th, 2020. Um, this February coming up in the next few days is three years of full-time Speed Kings. Um, that's all I do. Um, I don't, I don't do anything else besides this. I mean, I live, eat, breathe fucking motorcycles. And I mean, and I still three years in, I fucking love what I do. I've never had a job. I enjoy this much. My worst day here. I mean, trust me, there's plenty of stress. There's plenty of, oh fucks. There's plenty of all that kind of shit. Don't, you guys get the highlight reels on Instagram. That's what Instagram is for. You don't get the bad shit, but there's plenty of days where I'm like, fuck. But at the end of the day, every day here, the worst day here is better than the best day I ever had at a job. So, you know, I get, I, I just love what I do. I love the people I get to deal with. I love our customers, everything. I mean, we uh, truly, truly appreciate all of our customer support at the end of the day and the return customers, the new customers, everybody, you know, this is, um, you know, we love to provide a service such as our customer service, the answering questions for people, making sure they're getting set up with the right stuff, you know, uh, helping people out how we can, helping out the community, putting on the shows now that we're putting on allow uh, this will be the third year this year for uh, the fx moto show also known as dyna days so that was something that kind of came into play and what i don't again what the fuck now i'm putting on a motorcycle show that's this is fucking wild i don't even know how some of this shit happens i think i get an idea and then somebody else says that idea is cool here we'll be a sponsor here's some money do it and i'm like fuck now i gotta do this and then you know you just gotta fucking do i I don't even half the time i don't even know what i'm doing so you know just so you guys know that out there this is this is some real shit but yeah dyna days came from a um if you if you haven't been to dyna days or, or like the fx moto show also known as dyna days if you haven't been there you should go it's fun uh it's getting bigger and we like to do it we love the atmosphere we love the chaos and everything it's just a great place we'll be at the paris fairgrounds yet again this year october 24th 2020 um it'll be a saturday the weather should be amazing but i hope everybody comes but that was actually i mean i'm just gonna keep going on this ramp so just hang on for the ride you may learn the thing or you may turn it the fuck off and say this guy's a fucking idiot but either way that's your call um 
So Dyna Days, FX Moto Show, that, that came out of when we first moved into our shop out here in Riverside, we had well, two or three different bike nights. I think maybe it was two, but, uh, you know, it was like, hey, I'm going to do a bike night here just to kind of let everybody know I'm here. Um, you know, let's get people involved. So we did a bike night, and we had like five vendors set up in our parking lot. I know Jiffy Tune was here with his mobile Dino Tune. We had, I don't know, coffee and, you know, maybe hamburgers or something. We had like stuff set up in the parking lot, you know. Um, and there was a bunch of people, and it was fun. And then we did another one. And in the back lot of my shop, if you haven't been here, there's like a back lot. But it's, you know, I'm not in a, a space all by myself. I share... Uh, I'm in a, like a row of buildings and there's a bunch of different businesses, but, uh, the back lot, we were doing stunts and everybody was riding back there and wheelies and burnouts and just craziness. And well, after the second one, I got a phone call, I think that Monday and because we would do them on like Friday or Saturday night and I got a phone call on Monday from management and they said, yeah, so you had a party, and you fucked the concrete all up with all the burnouts and all the stuff. And before I could even, like, deny it, they're like, we have you on camera. And I'm like, Jesus, fuck. So I ended up having to, they call it slurry, where they put the, the new black, like, shiny black coating on the fucking um, pavement shit. I had to re-slurry and re-line that back section of the parking lot, which cost like $3,500 or $3,200 or something like that. And I'm like, fuck. So, you know, but at the end of the day, you got to pay to play. And that's just the way shit works sometimes. But with that fine or with that cost also came a little, if you do it again, you're getting kicked the fuck out. Well... I don't want to look for another building. I like my building. So I said, all right, well, that I guess they we're not doing those anymore. And I was like, but man, you know, a couple weeks go by and I'm, I'm thinking about it in my, my fucking dumb brain. And I'm like, I fucking had fun, though. I mean, other people had fun, too. I really liked doing that. What could we do on a bigger scale? And that's when we decided to do the FX Moto Show. Dino days and I'm like okay cool so for some reason it just around whatever time it was I had a sit down with uh with uh Bill over at Biltwell and and Otto and we went to lunch and I and, and Ryan Lockridge went with me and I pitched him the idea and I'm like I got an idea I think I want to do this and they're like well we would be a sponsor and I'm like oh and now that's how it goes. Now you have to do it because you mentioned it and it, you know, one step forward took place and now it's, you know, you don't have a fucking choice. So we started put together an, an event, a show that we had never done. We never even would have thought about doing. We started putting it together and we had the very first Dyna Days, which for some of you guys that went, it was uh, the fucking worst day. It was at Adams Raceway in Riverside, California, which is a shifter cart, you know, little racetrack thing. Uh, and it's a dirt parking lot. And But we got, it was cool because we got to use the track for a, a stunt course. But it was like 40 mile an hour winds. And it was just fucked. It was gross. It was the grossest day. It was the 
it's such a stressful day and it still went well though we feel i mean there were still a lot of people that came out and i you know i sincerely appreciate that still to this day because i know if i would have got on my bike and that was that windy i'd been like nope not going there but a lot of people still came out and and it was a it was a blast so that went great so then we did another one but we weren't going to do it there anymore because that was not what we wanted the outcome to be and have to risk that again. So we, uh, we last year, we rented out Paris Fairgrounds and did it there. So, you know, we have about 50, 60 of the premier um, parts vendors in the country. They roll out and they set up and, and I mean, it's a performance-based motorcycle show um, leading the way, I think, in, in what's going on right now. Um, you know, it's a, a giant stunt show in the middle with guys just tearing their bikes apart, doing the funnest shit ever, live bands, food, beer, 805 beer everywhere. I mean, it's a, it's a hoot as they say, but I think that is going to be something that we're lucky to keep moving forward with. And, and again, I don't know what I'm doing. I just keep doing and maybe one of these days something's gonna work out. Um, you know, fortunate enough, so far two things are working out for me. Um, it's not my good looks, but it's the other things, the Speed Kings thing and that FX Motor Show thing. But I don't know, that's a long rant of stuff right there. I mean, I'm, I'm stoked to kind of start doing this podcast with y'all. Uh, I think it's going to be fun. We're going to get uh, guests and all sorts of stuff on here. We're going to talk about fun shit, dumb shit, all sorts of shit. I'm going to think about more shit. If you have shit you want me to talk about, DM me, email me, call the shop, whatever. Get at me. Let's figure it out. Let's talk about it. Um, this is going to be all over the place. That's not, it probably won't be just motorcycles. I mean, I like to do car stuff too. I like old cars and other dumb shit. You know, I think, uh, recently I like to be putting together Legos. That's kind of about my, my new thing lately. Um, at night I've been putting together Legos. I don't really tell many people about that, but now I've told probably too many, but, uh, we just did a stranger thing Lego. If you haven't seen it, look it up. It's fucking wild. It's like 2,700 pieces. It's fucking cool, especially if you like that show. But I'm a nerd, so I do nerd shit, and I'm not going to stop doing that because it entertains me. But, yeah, that's that's kind of my story about how things got started. It's probably all over the place, but I didn't feel like doing any cuts in this thing. I just want to record 30 minutes straight, and I'm at 26 minutes right now. So I'm just going to fill in the next four minutes with junk. But... Um, right now we're about finished up with this FXR. It's going to be a busy year for us with bikes and what we're doing. Um, we got the FXR we're doing for my wife. It's a 1989 FXR with a V111 Baker six speed plus two inverted front end, Alec arch aluminum swing arm. Um, just the, it's just the way I feel an FXR should be. I'm not a purist by any means. Um, I like to call it my 2020 1989 FXR because it's uh, kind of high tech. We're running the Moto Gadget uh, um, speedometer and uh, Intellitronics or um, the FXR division fuel gauge. Uh, they got set up and it's just uh, it's been I've been working on it for almost close to a year now and it's just coming to the finishing line. Um, it's all Moto Gadget wiring. It's gonna be a, a one bad bitch. Um, so I'm very excited to get that thing done and then uh, you know my wife. It's it's my wife so she gets to go ride it all over the place and it'll be at all the shows with us. 
Um, after that, we're doing a 2020 Lowrider S for Four Corners Motorcycle Rally that I've kind of started on, and we're getting ready to get moving on that even more. Uh, Valley Customs is doing the custom paint on that. We're doing our Aniston riser on there with our high bend bar or mid bend bar. I haven't decided yet. Um, it'll have a saddleman seat, uh, full custom paint, like I said. GP suspension for the front fork cartridges. We're doing a JRI mono shock on it. Um, Memphis Shades uh, uh, Road Warrior fairing on it. We are going to do all the good stuff on there. We'll have some goodies from Biltwell, Speed Merchant, Saddlemen, you know, all, all, all the gangster guys. So we're doing, that's coming up real quick too. Um, and then I'm also working on a my chopper, my performance uh, rigid chopper, which that one's going to be a little wild. Hopefully I'll get that thing done this year. Kind of got put on the back burner because I got voted out of the Biltwell People's Champ Award, but I, I get it. You ain't ready for that shit yet. Um, no hard feelings there. But uh, it's going to have an, uh, right now it's got an 80-inch Evo motor in it, but SNS Cycle, um, they are amazing people over there and make an amazing product. And they shot me over their 88-inch kit for the Evo with their Super Sport um, uh, polish and ported CNC machined heads and everything. So that thing's going to be a little motherfucking fire breather. Uh, we're running a drag slick on the rear. We chopped a, a Dyna, an 06 Plus Dyna fender up a little bit to make it fit on the rear. Um, it's got a a six over inverted front end on it with dual Brembo um, front brakes. It's going to have all hydraulic hand controls from SK Machine. It's going to be a, a, a crazy little bitch too. Um, my guy Eddie from All American Sheet Metal, um, he went ahead and did the tank on it. I'm running a Norton Commando tank on that thing. Uh, he did it. He like kind of ventured it, I guess you can call it, but or friscoed it, and uh, it comes up a little bit on the frame. And that one's gonna be a fun bike. I got a. It's gonna have a lot of one-off stuff done, do uh, one-off parts made for it, and uh, kind of figuring out the blend of Dyna to Chopper to go fast shit. Um, but here we are. That's 30 minutes of me ranting about nothing for the most part. Um, I hope you liked this first episode. I do look very forward to doing more episodes and hopefully with people, not just by myself in a room staring at fucking grumpy cat and shit. But, you know, we'll see. Um, and, uh... Like I said, if you guys got any ideas, man, shoot me an email. Shoot me a, a DM. Shoot me a... Fuck, I don't know. Shoot me. Or, you know, you can send me a, a, a letter in the mail. Um, send it to our address here at the shop. Um, whatever. Send nudes or, or whatever you need. Whatever you need to do. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.